Welcome to The Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us. Hey, Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 29, Stepping Outside of Our Comfort Zone. To learn more about us in the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, check out our patron program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. So in the past, we've, we've talked about uh, a lot about challenging ourselves and really setting goals. And uh, today... We wanted to really hone in on stepping outside of our comfort zone and then trying new things. Yeah, and you know, really just kind of overall, I think expanding our our horizons, um, and that can be a very powerful and, and kind of an invigorating thing personally. Um, and you know, trying new things can also really help us out a lot with our own personal growth as well. Yeah, I think uh, you know, pushing yourself. Um, to move forward and, and try those new things can really, really give you a lot of different benefits um, that you you might not have even thought of. Yeah, I know. You know, for me personally, even too, like I think, you know, not only just having all these new experiences and whatnot teaches me a lot of stuff, but um, whether it's good or bad, it it always ends up kind of you know, really just teaching me a lot about like life or new skills or you know, whatever it may be. And a lot of times I find out stuff that I thought even too, that maybe I wasn't going to like, um, I did end up liking and, you know, found a new hobby or, or, um, you know, a lot of weird things like, for example, paddleboarding. Um, I've had a lot of friends that were, uh, kind of big into paddleboarding and I haven't had a paddleboard cause they were kind of costly. And, mm-hmm. um, for Christmas I was actually gifted a paddleboard. So really, Yeah. So I'm pretty excited to try that, but, you know, um, I think, you know, obviously that's something yet to occur, but, you know, I think a lot of times we can find a lot of things to try just from our friends, family, whatever. Um, and so it's one that I'm super excited for, but something I knew very little about as well. And so I've already started expanding my horizons because now that I've got one, I started researching a lot more stuff, trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to be doing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's interesting when you do kind of push yourself out there and, and try those things. I think, um, you know, a lot of times I've surprised myself in the things I do end up liking that maybe originally had, you know, notions that I wouldn't have, li- wouldn't like it or why would people even do that? Um, you know, I think one big thing that I've grown to love is, uh, cycling and road site, road biking. Um, and I think, you know, before I had a road bike, you see people out on the road on their bikes and you're like, what are you doing? You're in my lane, you know, and have just a different view on it. And I think, you know, by doing it and putting myself out there and, and pushing myself to try, I've also opened up really getting to know the cycling community and, and the people that are, you know, into cycling or into outdoor activities, um, really is a great group of people. Um, and I've been able to, you know, build relationships off of that and, and, uh, you know, grow into a, 
a place to where I, I love those events and I love the atmosphere it brings. And it's almost like a nice rejuvenation when I do get to go do a race. So, yeah. Well, and you bring up a good point too, that I kind of want to hit on is that Josh, he had never really been into cycling before if I'm correct. Right. Yeah, and, I had not. I started, uh, December of 2020. And Josh kind of, he's one of the big driving components that got me into biking. Um, but I'm on a whole different level, much lower level. But what I would say though, is it's been nice because, you know, you were kind of that driving force that kind of started getting me interested in it. Same, much like the paddle boarding thing too. Then I start hearing, okay, well, all these other people have bikes, whatever. And I mm -hmm. start finding people that I could maybe go out on a bike ride with. And I have done so, um, several times, but you know, for me, it's just nice because now I have access to one additional fitness option, you know, yeah. and it's, it, it even goes beyond fitness because I've, I've found bike riding to be kind of therapeutic as well. You know, it's nice to just kind of sometimes get out on my own. You know, I haven't done a lot of the road biking. I'm more into the trails, things like that. But, um, you know, there's different levels of all of these activities too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of important to note, you know, like you're big into it. And I mean, Josh goes out and does all these century rides that we've talked about before and what have you, and a lot of really cool, big stuff. And I'm more just on a low level scale. You know, I might go out and trail ride. I think the most I've done at any given time so far is like 12 miles round trip. So nothing too crazy, but, but it's, it's added to my, um, ability now it's it's mm -hmm. something else I can do for some extra cardio it's you know another option for me to go out and just kind of clear my head you know yeah I think that you know you bring up a good point on different levels of it but I think that it's good to remember that you know there's always somebody that's going to be at a higher level than than you um, I'm by no means a, a professional cyclist or anything I'm a you know weekend warrior and um but do enjoy it and, and always trying to get better and, and building and, and pushing myself to get better at those skills. Um, and hopefully, you know, in 10 years, who knows where I'll be. But yeah. I think, uh, you know, but one of the, the big things is we kind of touched on is is how these new things can really help us um, grow as individuals and grow together as friends and family and um, depending on how you use them. But I think, you know, one of the – one big one for me is I think – building confidence in me by stepping out and pushing myself into, into activities that I'm not used to doing, or, um, you know, might be cautious of starting. Um, you know, I think when you do it and kind of show yourself that it's okay, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be starting out or, or trying to do this new thing. Um, it's just like, you know, like when we do workouts and fitness and, and build those mental, ticks in our brain to, to remember that, you know, I can, I can lift a little more. I can run a little faster. Um, I, I kind of liken it to that. It's the same thing. You, the more you put yourself outside of that comfort zone, I think the more you kind of get, uh, more confidence in being able to do it, but also, uh, more comfortable. Yeah. I, you know, you kind of mentioned, uh, another one, uh, when you were talking about your cycling and how you've met so many new people and groups and whatnot, but that is, is another huge selling point for trying new stuff because you'd be shocked at the amount of new people that you can meet, what, what groups exist out there. Um, and I, you know, I, I think for me, this is a big one because ever since I got out of school, you know, years ago, 
you start to find as an adult that there's not a lot of groups or not as many uh, groups that are readily available. You have to really dig to find them and they, they're there, they exist. Um, but it's not like we have like the school counselor's office or something that we can run down to and see what things we could be part of, you know? Yeah, I and, agree. I agree. I think, you know, you have a, a good <clears throat> example is, and sometimes they're hiding plain in, in plain sight, right? So um, on one of my rides, I actually met um, the father-in-law of one of our friends and we ended up hitting it off and did the ride together and ended up going down to Tucson and did a ride together. Um, but I had met him a couple of times before that and cycling never came up and we never knew we were both into it. So, um, it's kind of funny too, how you can change even active relationships with people and, and kind of find something else that, Oh, I didn't know they were into that. I'm into that now too. Yeah. And kind of grow from there. Yeah, it's a neat thing, especially, you know, it's, it's funny how you can have a, a relationship with a person and it's just kind of there, right? But then you start to find all these little niche things or commonalities between people and it, it can really help a relationship grow to a higher level. Yeah, and I think too, when you find those, the atmosphere and group settings, it adds to motivation, right? Especially with a fitness activity, but really any activity, if you can relate to the people and enjoy being in the group or that atmosphere, I think it helps, like it helps me continue to want to do events just by, you know, getting that energy from other people too. When on the, you know, the times that you're not as motivated. Right. Well, and that, and I mean, that's a huge thing too, because that can lead us to be a lot more adventurous as people overall, right? You know, mm -hmm. maybe whether it's within that same activity or maybe you find out, Hey, some of these people I've been cycling with, they also like to do this, this, and this. And it yeah. starts to kind of open other doors where, again, you start to be able to maybe creep out of your comfort zone a little bit and move into some newer, uh, different activities for you. Um, and I think that that's also like, it really just kind of overall makes us more creative as people too, you know? And once we start to kind of expand our horizons and our mm -hmm. capabilities, it starts to open us up to all these new possibilities that maybe we really didn't think about before because we were kind of just living within our bubble. And when you start to do this stuff, it, it there's so many positive benefits. And I think that that's a huge one because, you know, it, it just really gives us, it's almost that sense that what else is there? What else yeah. exists that, that I haven't tried, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't know about this and I started doing it or never thought I'd like it. Maybe I knew it existed, but never in a million years would I have tried it on my own. But somehow I get plugged into it and now I find out I love it. And then you just, it's, it's kind of like the sky's the limit type of moment. You know, there's so many things that exist in the world. And, and I think once you start ticking more boxes off and having more experiences, it just expands our creativity and our adventurousness. Yeah. I think that they almost go hand in hand because you, by being a little bit more creative and open to, um, things that are out there, I think that you kind of light that adventurous flame to where you find the things you like. And, um, you know, one thing for me is, uh, when I did my first triathlon, <clears throat> I mean, going into it, the training was, it was good. It was intense, but I think, you know, even going up to the, the, where we started, I was getting nervous and like, can I do this? And what's it going to really be like? And, uh, you know, afterwards I was like, that was awesome. I want to do another one. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just kind of builds that, that flame for you to kind of crave some of that adventure and excitement. Yeah. Well, and it, it also helps create like these lasting memories as well. You know, I'm, I'm sure that that, especially that first one, mm-hmm. you're probably never going to forget that experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like it really kind of sets a marker within our, our memories that you'll never forget. You'll always look back and remember that, you know, and maybe you'll continue to remember every single one you do in the future too. But, um, you know, that those, sometimes those first experiences into something, it's just, you know, something we never forget. Yeah. I think that they, you know, they really do build into more creativity and more um, openness to grow. Cause I think I can remember the first one, I can remember points where, you know, it was really brutal and, and I can, you know, still feel it if I think about it. And I think that, you know, in the next triathlon, it helped when I hit those points again, I'd already been there and experienced it and kind of pushed through that a little bit better that time and kind of keep growing with it. Yeah. That's awesome. I think really just overall it, you know, having all these new experiences and stuff can really just help us become more adaptable as, as human beings, um, to a whole slew of different activities, experiences, um, options, things that exist in the world. And I think the more that we have, it really just kind of breaks it down and, and, us as a person just kind of makes us more well-rounded ultimately. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that, you know, we talked also on how things can kind of help us, but I think that, um, you know, on the flip side of that, when things that we don't want to happen to us happen to us and we're kind of pushed out of our comfort zone that way is also a great area to adapt and, and grow and learn from those experiences as well. Um, I know that some of the biggest growth I've had and probably the biggest um, ability to to open my mind up to um, different points of view or different ways I looked at things were some from some of the probably worst things that have happened in my life to me. So I think that, you know, it's both, both sided, there's good things that we need to open up for, but also um, kind of being able to adapt and be open to things that maybe we didn't ask for, but are still molding us and helping us grow into that well-rounded person. Yeah. That's amazing. And I mean, I think too, at the very least, right. Cause I've, I've always been one of those people and it, you know, that you're going to learn something from all of your experiences, hopefully even the bad ones, mm-hmm. but at the very least, you're at least weeding out what I don't like to do. Right. Yeah. So if you end up, you know, kind of on a, you know, experience or activity that you find out like, uh, this is just not for me now, you know, you know, and, and that's a good thing too. Yeah. Cause I mean, at least if it pops up in the future and somebody asks you, Hey, do you want to do X, Y, and Z? <laughs> nope. I'm good. I've done that. Didn't, didn't enjoy it, you know? And so at least it's a quick, you know, yeah, way to figure out and filter what you do and don't want to do, mm-hmm. you know? I agree. I think too, you know, people a lot of times are nervous to kind of take the first step into trying new things. Um, Especially if it, if your mindset is, you know, I don't know if I'm going to like this or I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. Um, and, you know, I think that a lot of times, you know, we, we talk about getting out of our comfort zone, but really what we're, I think, alluding to is that um, there's the fear associated with getting outside of the comfort zone and kind of getting into that uncomfortable situation. Yeah. I think fear is a huge part of it because I mean, 
when we talk about comfort, right? Like leaving our comfort zone, you know? Yeah. Could it be that I'm at home in my PJs and I'm comfortable and I'm hanging out. And if I have to go to the gym, yeah, I got to go throw some clothes on and maybe leave my nice warm house and it's freezing cold outside right now, Uh you know? Okay, sure. But I think when we really start talking about our comfort zone, you're exactly right. It's, it's not that that we're talking about. Typically it's the fear built around trying something new. I mean, the fear of failure, for example, I think that's huge for, for most people. Anytime you try something new, is this something I'm even going to be good at? Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, along with that is a fear of the unknown. What, what obstacles are going to come up that I don't even know about, um, in this process or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, and, and I can say this for myself too, is like that fear of feeling inadequate or unskilled at something, um, which I think leads to a lot of like fear of being judged mm-hmm. as well. I mean, because let's be honest. I mean, most people do care about how they're being perceived by everyone else around them. Um, and should we be like that? Probably not. Um, and not all of us are and kudos to those who are not, but, um, you know, I've always, I guess, felt that way. And I I think part of that, you know, growing up in the LGBTQ community, I, I constantly was in fear of what people think about me. Do they like me? Do they not? Do they, you know, Uh agree or disagree, whatever. And, you know, and we all have experiences that kind of move us to, have these feelings of being judged, but they, they, I think they creep up, especially when we're trying new stuff because it puts us in a vulnerable state. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's one of those things of where we do as humans want to be good at what we do and good at what we try to do. And, um, you know, a lot of times I think, you know, we don't want to take the time. We don't want, we don't want to deal with that, that time gap before we become uh, proficient at what we want to try, right? We want instant gratification. And, um, I think that, you know, that, that kind of builds some fear too on what, what effort is it going to take me personally, physically, mentally to accomplish this goal or learn this new thing I want to do, you know, is, do I have the energy to do it? Um, and I think that, you know, that coupled with, with a lot of the other fears that come up really cause us to kind of either make excuses or, or, um, kind of just be afraid to take those first steps into, into getting outside of the comfort zone. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. And I, I think that when we start talking about all this stuff, I think it's important to really remember and recognize that everybody has to start somewhere. Anytime we are starting a new hobby, skill, activity, whatever it might be, we all have some level of a learning process that we need to go through. And, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of times I look at things, for example, that I'm personally skilled at. So like, let's say the gym, right? I've been going to the gym for many, many, many years. And, you know, yeah, I will say sometimes I'll see somebody in the gym doing something just completely random off the wall. And I might look over and be like, what the heck is that person doing? But in all reality, like if I see some person walk in that's new, you can tell that they don't really know what they're doing, whatever. 
I'm not there to judge that person. I've been there before when I was new and I didn't know what I was doing and I felt awkward. And I think that for most of us, that is the case. When we are skilled at something, we all had to start somewhere. And I think that most of us typically recognize that. And when we see somebody else doing something new for the first time, and maybe they're just learning and they're not very good at it, I don't think that most of us do look and judge at you know, the person for being new, right? Yeah, like, I don't think so. I, it just, and I, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, obviously. And I would love to think that every, nobody would judge anybody for that because we do have to start. I never want to be one of those people that inhibits somebody else from doing something. Cause I gave them a weird look and wondering what the heck they're doing or what have you. I want to be there as a motivating factor, kind of a cheerleader for that person mm-hmm. and, and being there to support them and help them if I can, you know, but yeah. even, even if it's just as simple as not judging that person and just letting them do their own thing, maybe it like at the gym, sometimes, you know, just simply not looking at another person can be helpful because you look over at them, they're new. And then they're probably wondering, Oh gosh, what am I doing wrong? You know? And then the, then all the overthinking starts. Mm-hmm. I know that's how it was for me. So yeah, I know a lot of times that perception can be reality, right? On how you how they feel you're approaching them or looking at them. Yep. Um, you know, when I think about like the comfort zone and kind of talking about fears and stuff, I think of you know the comfort zone is I would almost liken it to like vacation, right? You're you're on vacation, you're enjoying the way things are, the groove of life, but even vacation over time is daunting, right? And you got to switch it up and change it up. And I think that, um, you know, having that ability to continue learning and continue kind of pushing through those fears and um, finding a way to to uh, really keep growing and learning um, is a way to kind of combat that comfort zone. Yeah. If you look at it like, you know, if, whether it's, you know, I'm failing at something, but I'm learning something new. Um, or, you know, I'm just, I'm challenging myself and not going to let myself ultimately become complacent in, in where I am and and go someplace new. Yeah. Well, let me kind of beat a head, dead horse with like the idea of like learning something from failure over the course of time, but it is so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why... I mean, we've mentioned it numerous times on the show too, but, you know, we have this fear of failure, but that is when you learn the most, you know, and, and I think that that's something too, that, you know, I think a lot of times it's really just our fears holding us back and, you know, we should really be more open-minded, overthink less and just run into these situations and give them a try. And if you fail, great. What did you learn from it? Try yeah. it again, you know? And I think there's a lot of like our society and our culture have have really just built that into our brains that failure is bad, success is good. And, you know, I think if you look at anybody who's, attem- who's attained any level of success on any barometer has failed at something. Um, and I think that, you know, in looking at that any anyway, is that failing by making a mistake? Is it failing by a bit, uh, a venture didn't cap or, you know, come to fruition like you wanted it to, um, whatever it might be. But like Logan said, the most important thing is 
you taking what you can and learning from that situation and moving on, because I think that that makes us who we are at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, fall down nine times, get up 10. Right. And, and I, th- I think that that is such a powerful deal, right? Because mm-hmm. that is what we do as human beings. We are typically not successful at something straight out of the gate, at least without, you know, some people are naturally good at some stuff great, but they're not naturally good at everything. And there are a lot of other things outside of what a person might be naturally good at that we still enjoy and we want to do. And it's, it's important to explore those things and not let our fears hold us back from stuff. And so kind of moving outside of this, I, one thing I highly recommend to everybody is to create a, a list of things that you've never done before, but you're open to trying. Um, I guess you could kind of equate it to kind of like a bucket list, but probably a little bit smaller. I'm not talking about like necessarily traveling to like Europe or, you know, something big like that though. I mean, that can be on there too, if you want, you know, maybe you've never traveled out of the country. So maybe that's one of the things on your list, right. That's pushing you outside of your comfort zone. But ultimately for me, and I've done this before, is create a list of things that that I want to try, things I've never done before that I want to do or that I'm open to doing. And I, I'd say that me personally, I'm a pretty open-minded person. So um, pushing myself, I guess, quote unquote, outside of my comfort zone isn't horribly difficult because I'm I'm one of those people I'll typically within reason try most stuff once, you know, at least so that I can kind of check it off and say, yeah, I like this or no, I don't, you know, but creating that list can be so helpful in kind of getting some momentum going to actually starting to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. I think that, you know, I'm a lot like you, I think I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, and I think part of it comes from just the way I was raised. My dad was in the military, so we moved all the time. So I was always in situations where I was meeting new people or, um, spent some time overseas. So different countries and learning different cultures. And, um, it just kind of, when you're raised that way, I think you're, you're kind of groomed a little bit to kind of just move forward with the punches. Um, but I think that, you know, a list is great. And I think a list is great at weeding out the things you don't think you would be interested in or things that you really just, you know, I guess we're telling you to, push and try and try new things. But I guarantee there's stuff out there. People just know they're not going to like. Sure. Um, so you can kind of weed through some of that and, and, uh, can really, I think be one of the the first roadblocks for people to kind of take those first steps to get out of their comfort zone. Yeah. I I think creating a list is something that's highly important when you want to start really pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and to have new experiences because I, I know my memory is not very great and most people's is far better than mine, but you know, I forget stuff all the time. I'll mm-hmm. think of something today. If I don't note it down or put it on my list, then a couple of days later it is gone. And, and so I think creating a list of, of things is not only good just so we can remember them, but then also so we can revisit and look at it and remember what is there. What did I want to do? Uh, or what should I do next? You know, it can be kind of one of those things that spurs your next adventure, right? And um, 
and I, I know that that in and of itself is just creating a list is, is most people that's their first roadblock. And so, um, from there, you know, it's okay. Now, what do I do? How do I find new, exciting things that I want to try something different, something that is going to push me to have new experiences? Maybe something I haven't thought of. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times for me, it's those moments when I think, oh gosh, that sounds like a lot of fun, or I'd really like to try that. Or, or when I stop and think, oh man, I wish I was better at that. Something Mm -hmm. like that. Those are instantly things that I, I usually put down on my list, you know, and that it could be fitness, finances, uh, reading, starting a business. I mean, you know, there's so many different things, but you know, day to day, we come across stuff all the time that probably makes us stop and, and be like something, right? Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun or whatever, right? Add it to your list, write it down. Yeah, I think that's great. And then finding like places to start looking for new ideas. Um, if you are having trouble thinking of stuff to do or things you might like, or just looking for something extremely different you would have never thought of, um, you always can look at, you know, social media, like Instagram, Facebook, um, Groupon has great deals if you're looking to kind of keep it within a, a budget or find great deals on stuff. And then um, I think like, online researching is great. But I also think on those new ideas, just if you know somebody that is doing something you're interested in, you can always reach out to family and friends and those around you to see what they can tell you about it, what they like about it, and kind of get a little bit of info that way. Yeah. There, there's tons and tons and tons of ways out there, you know, and I hate to be a proponent of social media all the time, but I found that's one, you know, like Instagram, for example, I'll see people check in at places or, uh, posting photos of certain events or what have you. And I'll see it and I'll stop and look and like the photo or maybe comment on it. But one thing I've tried to get better about is looking you know, this looks like so much fun. So I actually click and see if they tagged a location or what it was that they were doing, noting that stuff down, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then like you said, the online research piece, you know, there's, you can go and just Google search fun things to do in whatever city or state or County, whatever. And it'll pop up so many different articles, go read through them, find something that's different and unique and, you know, something you haven't done. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, also when you come across these things that you do like, or, or you think that would be fun, it's a great habit to get into of immediately putting them on your list, um, to make sure you don't forget. Cause I'm a lot like Logan. If I don't write it down, it's gone. And then when I want to remember it, I can't. So um, writing that stuff down and just building that habit, uh, will make it a lot easier yeah, over time. Big time. And, and, you know, once you've identified some of this stuff, um, and started to kind of build up a list, then it's time to start actually acting on the list. And I think this is probably the single most difficult thing for most people is actually acting on it. Because again, we come back to those fears that we were talking about earlier or all these excuses we might make. And I think when it comes right down to it, you have to just pick something, start taking those baby steps. And then really, I think just set aside some time. You know, I've found for me that it usually works best if I can find, you know, whether it's an hour or a day or whatever, 
you know, look at your schedule, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, and see where you can carve out some time and then really just pick something and add it to your calendar, Uh you know, make a plan, do it. You know, if it's an event, buy a ticket, if it's, uh, you know, maybe you want to go on a hike or you want, whatever it is, just put the activity on your calendar, set aside the day and the time and do it. And another thing I think that would help, you know, along with that is putting on the calendars to help some of those excuses and stuff that can come up is, uh, you know, really getting friends and family involved and inviting them to join you in these adventures and, and, you know, almost have that other person that's going to call on Saturday and say, Hey, we're still, we're meeting up, right? Don't forget. Yep. Yeah. Some people, they like the solo activity, you know, it's a nice way to clear their head, whatever. But a lot of times if you're having trouble doing that stuff, then getting a friend or relative involved and somebody to kind of go out there makes it a lot more exciting or, you know, keeps you accountable at the very least to go through with the activity. Mm-hmm. And you can also, you know, I think to kind of easing some of those fears and, and, um, part of the unknown is take time to research the, uh, uh, specific event or, or thing you want to try. Um, it can help you be more knowledgeable and also, really help build some more, I think, excitement, um, by giving yourself that knowledge and, uh, making that unknown a little bit less. Yeah. I, I know for me, anytime I reach research stuff, um, it, it really does help start building the excitement around it because then I, you start end up finding photos and, you know, other cool new things that you didn't even know. And, and it just kind of pushes you even more in that direction and, and gets you excited for, for whatever the activity is. Yeah. I so. think the, the big unknown thing really causes like angst. It does. And uh, being able to mitigate that just really helps. Yeah. I think there's a lot of anxiety that revolves around a lot of activities for people, especially depending on the nature of the activity. And I think, you know, that research, finding out more information, becoming more knowledgeable, but then also getting kind of excited for it can really help, you know, minimize some of that anxiety that we might have around things. Um, another way too is, uh, to build a vision board. Um, I do this annually anyway. Now, um, it's something that I found is very helpful for me just with my goals in general, but a lot of times within my, my normal goals that I set for myself, um, they, a lot of times do for me, at least tie into new experiences, new adventures, things like that, because I've found, um, how valuable they are. And, um, a vision board is a great way to do that because it's something you put it in a place typically where you see it because a vision board, the whole idea is that it's images. Um, you take out of magazines or print off and cut out and paste on a board and then you see them all the time. And, um, a lot of times it, it kind of gets our subconscious thinking about these things. And, um, so anyway, that's, that's a huge one for me that I've found that is very helpful because then I see them all the time and it just kind of, you know, keeps building that excitement or at least keeps it just on the forefront of my mind and makes me far more likely to actually accomplish it. Mm-hmm. I think too, you can subscribe to emails or mailers, uh, for list items. You can also, you know, if you find a certain type of thing you really enjoyed by getting out of your comfort zone, that'd be a great way to kind of stay in tune with it and subscribe to get, uh, updates on other events that might be similar. Yeah. And I do that all the time. Like say, uh, you know, I need to get back to running. Well, 
maybe I need some new running shoes or something like that. So that then I'll start looking at stuff. And I mean, the world of ads nowadays, anyway, you go, you search for running shoes and for the next two weeks you get, you know, <laughs> ads about running shoes, but you know, it subscribing, I guess, to like maybe a site or something that you would get running shoes from or whatever the item might be. Um, it can be kind of a nice reminder. And the thing I like about it though, is I can always go and unsubscribe later. Uh -huh. So once I no longer need that item, I can just unsubscribe from the mailing list if I want to. So I'm not inundated with all the emails when it's not pertinent anymore. So, um, and then the last thing too, um, is setting up phone or calendar reminders to stay on top of your list. Once we've taken all the effort to create a list, we've added to the list and we start building it up. We want to make sure that we're staying on top of it, keep revisiting it and adding more to it. But also like just it's, it's good reminder to review it because I think that sometimes we just get complacent in our lives and, you know, we start to fall into the monotony of stuff mm -hmm. and the whole point of all of this is to kind of push ourselves out of our comfort zone, have new experiences and, you know, try some new stuff. And the best way to do that is to keep revisiting the list that we created for ourselves so that we will do these things. So I think it's time for the afterthought where we leave you with quotes, challenges, or other thoughtful moments. And really this week, we just want to challenge everybody to start building that list. Um, put something together and find several items that you've always wanted to try but have never done um, and add them into your list. Browse social media or research online some activities or events that may be new and exciting for you and will push you outside of your comfort zone. Add them to the list. Uh, don't forget to update and check your list frequently to constantly push yourself to try new things. Keep items on your list when they've when they're completed, but add and check mark add a check mark so you can look back on all the things you've accomplished. Don't forget to check out our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on new episodes, and you can also drop a review on the Apple Podcast app. Alrighty, Phenoms, until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.